I'm Rev David. Thanks for joining me as I wander through life. For the past two weeks, I've been talking about what's being called the Methodist way of life. Put simply, it's a rhythm for responding to God's love in Jesus. It provides commitments and practices that refocus our faith. It deepens our discipleship and spirituality. There are four areas of commitment. Worship, learning and caring, service and evangelism. I've talked about worship and specifically about worshipping with others regularly. And I've talked about learning and caring and particularly about caring for ourselves and for those around us. This week, I'm talking about service, and especially about challenging injustice. This is, I think, the most difficult of the commitments in this category, but I've still gone ahead and chosen it, because today we celebrate the Feast of Pentecost, when God's Holy Spirit arrived in the lives of the disciples and they were transformed. Let's begin with two short Bible readings. The first is from chapter 11 in Luke's Gospel, and Jesus is out having a meal, and he has a bit of a run-in with some of the religious leaders. The second reading is from the Acts of the Apostles, also written by Luke, and it tells of what happened after the ascension on the day of Pentecost. So first, from Luke 11. As Jesus was speaking, one of the Pharisees invited him home for a meal. So he went in and took his place at the table. His host was amazed to see that he sat down to eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony required by Jewish, Jewish custom. Then the Lord said to him, You Pharisees are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy full of greed and wickedness. Fools, didn't God make the inside as well as the outside? So clean the inside by giving gifts to the poor, and you'll be clean all over. What sorrow awaits you Pharisees? For you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore justice and the love of God. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. And then from Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost came, all the believers were gathered together in one place. Suddenly there was a noise from the sky which sounded like a strong wind blowing, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they saw what looked like tongues of fire, which spread out and touched each person there. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to talk in other languages, as the Spirit enabled them to speak. Tithing was a big thing for the Pharisees. They gave a tenth of everything that they had to God, well, to the temple. And they were very precise about this. So imagine your kitchen windowsill and there are a few small plant pots full of herbs on it. You come to make a meal and you want some mint. So you cut some of it from your mint plant 
and then you take a tenth of what you've cut and you give it to church. It sounds ridiculous, but that's how serious they were about tithing. And Jesus' point was that they were so obsessed with tithing and following all the other rules, like washing your hands in a particular way before eating your tea, that they'd forgotten how to simply be good people, treating other people with kindness and respect and love. Clean on the outside, but less clean on the inside. I've been studying for a qualification for work over the past few months, and now all the assignments need to be in by the end of May. I've got to get my head down and write the essays, but it's hard. So all of a sudden, doing the washing up or the ironing is quite appealing. It's what we might call displacement activity. If I do this, then I won't have to do that. Us Christians, well, we're experts at this. I know that you'll be able to think of plenty of examples. Let's go back to tithing for a minute. Imagine you're at the supermarket and you're doing your weekly shop. And then at the end, when you've paid and you're on your way out, you pass the box for the local food bank. And you take out a tenth of all your shopping and you give it away. That's a really good example of caring for others, of loving our neighbour, of being generous. What a wonderful thing to do. But that is not challenging injustice. To challenge injustice, you have to ask the question, why are people so poor that they're going hungry and having to rely on handouts. And you have to think about who you're going to ask that question to. And it's at this point when some of you will start grumbling to yourselves that the vicar is getting political and politics and and religion don't mix. But that, of course, is nonsense. Look it up in a dictionary. Politics is about how society is organised. Things like not killing each other and not stealing. Sounds like the Ten Commandments to me from the Bible. And Jesus was always getting into trouble because he was political. Much of what he said was against the powerful people who organised how society was run. Saying that religion and politics don't mix is an excuse for doing nothing as other people suffer. So, back to the Methodist way of life and that commitment to challenge injustice. Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. But it's not easy, is it? When you ask why, why do people go hungry? Why do people not have decent homes to live in? Why do men get paid more than women? Why do some people end up in jail without a fair hearing? When you ask why, then it's difficult because it makes us sound awkward and it can make others feel defensive. And it's difficult because often the answer's quite complex. 
It's not just a quick fix. Or, for the situation to be fixed, requires us to change the way that we live. 2,000 years ago, a group of very scared Jesus followers were locked in a room in a big city and they didn't know what to do. And God sent the Holy Spirit and those people were changed. They found their voices and they used them. Life for all of us can be scary, especially in times of coronavirus. But there are always those who are having it worse than us. We shouldn't stop caring and giving, but we should also use our voices and ask why. So here are a few challenges for the week. Firstly, do think about tithing. How much of what you've got are you giving away? And I don't mean to church, I mean to those who have less than you. Secondly, do watch the news and look out for the things that you think are wrong and pray about those situations. Thirdly, why not find out about organisations that campaign against injustice? It's hard to ask why on your own, so why not join in with the voices of others? And in all of this, Try to be open to being guided by the Holy Spirit. God sent his Spirit to enable us, to fill us with strength and courage and wisdom. Let's work with that for God's kingdom and for God's glory. That's it for now. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.